Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Deck Gun Podcast. And we are here for part three of the Chase in the Opener series, mini-series, mini-series over here on Duck Gun Podcast. And uh, I got Jack with me again. How you doing, Jack? Good. We're doing good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And we're on a, <clears throat> well, we just literally just finished the trip. We're sitting in the parking lot, getting ready to go, but... We're uh, recording one last podcast for you guys. <laughs> Fill you in on the remainder of the trip. So, it's, uh, let's just say, you know, w- one thing I'm going to say is that the prop, the last prop we got is a little prop that could because we busted two before we started hunting. <laughs> right. <laughs> on uh, Friday. And then, I mean, we've been a little bit smarter, but we still have that one prop left. And it's like a, a thin smaller skinny one i just can't believe we've hit we hit one log on it and it dinged it and i th- oh man when when it hit <laughs> that sound oh yeah my heart dropped i looked back there it was still intact so but yeah that's uh that's a start but real quick before we get into the nitty-gritty guys um a quick word from our partners and we'll jump right into it so first off i need to start with this week with um the patreon and the freelance hunt stats because i know Elliot's going to be sending me angry messages. I, f- I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to talk about that in the last two. So um, he'll be uh, he'll be uh, riding me hard. No, I'm just kidding. Elliot, Elliot wouldn't, do, wouldn't do that. But uh, he'll be uh, excited that I uh, made it out like he would. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, guys, check out the Patreon over there. It's a huge growing uh, thing that me and Elliot are doing for the podcast and our YouTube channels. we got a lot of folks uh, over there from, from all the stuff we do supporting us. And it's awesome. We put out early content, early access to content, extra content, um, that you don't find anywhere else. So any, any dollar amount you guys can jump over there and we appreciate the support. Also like to give a big thanks to Onyx. Onyx has been a huge help to us on this trip. We're out here freelancing it and we're finding new public ground that we wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to otherwise if we didn't use Onyx. Also, you know the the <laughs> the other thing that's been key for it is just navigation, navigating around when we're going in at dark. We don't know these places. It's our first time in, so we're pulling that up all the time, marking tracks, marking pins, waypoints, all that good stuff. Um, because this place is beautiful. It's awesome scenery, um, great duck habitat, and I will be back here. So this stuff it'll be saved. On my Onyx forever, and when I come back, I can pick up where I left off and keep growing my knowledge base all in the same place. Check them out, guys. Onyx on the web, mobile. They got an app for Apple or Android, so check them out. Also, like to give a big thanks to Bandit Avery and Greenhead Gear. Again, guys, we've had some clutch items for the collective going on trips. Actually, we're both running the same waterproof bag. We got some electronics, you know, cameraman and, uh, well, a YouTube vlogger, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Um, So we're both keeping all of our gear in there waterproof. We're hunting from a boat, and if you know anything about hunting from a boat, 
if you got a dog jumping in and out, if you're jumping in and out, pulling wet decoys in and out, then then uh, you're going to have water at the bottom of your boat by the end of it. So that that waterproof blind bag has came in clutch for us. Bandit.com it is the one-stop shop for hunters. Everything you need, decoys, dog training gear, um, camo, whatever it is, check them out, guys. Quality and awesome stuff. Also, like to give a big thanks to Motion Motion Ducks, the Motion Duck Decoy Spreader. On the, on your no wind days, it removes the glass like water, puts ripples in there. It is a jerk rig on steroids, and it is just so easy to set up. Um, the promo code we have for that is Duck Gun Twenty Twenty. Get ten percent off. Yeah, season is starting up for us here. I know it's probably probably starting up soon for everybody else. So don't wait. Get yours before season starts. You won't regret it. Also, like to give a big thanks to HTR Innovations. They have the Marsh Stand, they have the Quack Pack, they have the A Frame, and they have the Waiter Boot Hanger. And I've already talked about that, but that's uh, one of my new favorite things. We got it right here in the bus. We can hang our waders and boots up. Although, when I'm driving around, if I come to a quick stop, they slide off. But <laughs> if you're putting them in your garage, that's not going to be an issue. So, um, Jack, you got your neoprene ones over there, and they sit right on it. Uh, a little bit more weight than my breathable right, breathable banded ones. So, they just kind of, if I come to a quick stop, slide off of it. And that's uh, probably poor placement and design by me on the bus build. If I would have put them sideways. Now, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I got to move them. So, um Check them out, guys. They have all all their products over there. HDR Innovations are American-made, and I'm a big part of it, helping them out with all that. And uh, the code for them to get 10% off is DuckGun10. All righty, folks, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So uh, picking up where we kind of left off, Jack, we uh, we got through day two. We talked about, I'm, I'm trying to remember, we talked about our scouting, the first the first day of scouting. Right, and we talked about the first day of hunting, and then so we got the last, the last two days of hunting to cover on this podcast. Okay, so it's been a little rough, hasn't it? Just a little bit. It's, a, it's <laughs> been a downhill decline, I will say. I will say that uh, if we had to decide who got the best of it, us, the ducks, or the marsh, or, or Mother Nature, it wasn't us. It Definitely was, not us. <laughs> it wasn't us. Um, Man, I just felt like everything we did, we'd scout and try to figure it out. Um, it's just really, really hard to put a pattern on the birds. We'd figure out where the birds were at night. So they'd, they'd come there at last light and they'd leave there first thing in the morning. Um, you know, I know some guys were shooting them in the fields, wouldn't have any access to private fields. Um, and then from there, they must have been jumping on to um, some out of the way kind of marshes because. Right. Or not marshes, probably ponds. Ponds and temp- there's a lot of water around here. But either way, they're not coming back to the big marshes until they roost there at night. Um, pretty much after they got shot up on on opener. Opener, we did did really good. You know, um, could have had some better shooting on all right. sides. But uh, <laughs> from there, it uh, has been a a little bit of a downhill decline. So we got uh, you know, let's let's just jump into the hunt. So um, on day two, we went out. Beautiful morning, sunrise coming up, beautiful marsh. We got the spot that we wanted. Yeah, we did. And uh turned out that we wanted the wrong spot. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yep. So kind of our scouting intel, and that's what we thought would work out right. And, you know, um, it just I think it just comes with you you learn marshes over time. Um, 
Elliot calls it being in the marsh when you're in the marsh for a long time, time watching the marsh breathe. And that's a true thing. You know, it sometimes it takes a few times to get in there and really understand which areas the birds like to use for, for the, the roost, which areas they like for the feed, right. which areas they like for the loaf and, you know, <laughs> going in a big marsh like this in the dark and, and figuring out now i'm just i feel like people are gonna be listening this guy making all these excuses but <laughs> that's i mean that's what happened i mean okay? it's our first time coming to these marshes so well can't really expect too much we were expecting better probably should have done better um given the amount of birds we saw but yeah really can really just zero in on what they were doing when exactly Yep, yep. So at the end of this, we're going to kind of put a less a list of things that we learned or that we can improve on. You know, that's our goal as hunters to always do better. Um, if I come back and freelance, you know, um, some things I can see that I didn't necessarily uh, 100% do the best on, you know, that can hopefully increase my odds next time. Because like you said, we just weren't in the right spot and we couldn't pull birds over. So calling didn't, I mean, the ones that we did get over, we like called in. Mm-hmm. So, but besides that, if they didn't want to come over there, they didn't. So I'm thinking we may have needed a little bit bigger of a decoy spread. Yeah. And the other thing about that was it was uh thick with vegetation. The lily pads haven't all dropped out. Um, so yeah, that's another, uh, we'll, we'll hit that up the end. Cause I got, I got, yeah, that's a, that's a good one to add to that list. Have we, have we even told them how many we killed the second morning? We killed two. So... Not the best. Yeah, not the best. And uh, part of it, we lost, <laughs> man, we lost a till. And me and Chief looked for it for a half hour to 45 minutes. So um, I can vouch on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we looked and looked and looked. I just couldn't believe. I mean, it, I smoked that one. It came through our cove and I took the shot at like 30 yards, you know. Um, and I, he crumpled right out of it. He got it right on the shot cam, fell right to the water, and boom, his head was still up. But he sailed because he didn't just didn't just like fold, right? You know, um, and so his head was still up. I couldn't get on him. Chief couldn't see him. He got out there a little ways, and, could, and at that point, I'm like, all right, I got to get the boat. Well, we tucked the boat behind the island to make sure we wouldn't get birds flaring off of it, right? Right. So I'd run back there, pull it out. I had it like over a log, get it over the log. And then get jump in and get rolling. And by the time I got out there, I just it was it was uh, tucked up in the weeds somewhere. And Chief is usually really good about getting on it, but um, by the time he got to the weeds, it was still in the first thirty minutes, and you couldn't see where he went into the weeds. I could even pick him up on my camera because the vegetation, like you said, it was so thick. Those yeah. lily pads and those teal or birds keep their heads low to the water when they're wounded. So yeah. And I can never get Chief on the scent, so he just never got birdie over there. And we, we looked and looked and looked, and uh, to no avail. So at least we did our, our due diligence. But uh, man, it is, it is no fun to lose a bird. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I felt, man, this podcast is going to be a downer. I'm just letting you guys know already. So. <laughs> there's uh there's yeah. So, um, then we decided. All right, yeah, uh, we got to. Late late in the morning, about 11 o'clock, and really there was no second flight of birds. So it's like, all right, we could just stay out here all day, or we can go around and do some scouting mm-hmm. um, and try to find the hunt for the next day. Um, and that's what we did. I mean, we scouted and found, again, just using Onyx. We found Onyx public land 
I mean, one of the most beautiful marshes I've ever seen in my life. Definitely most beautiful marsh I've ever seen in my life. When you think of just like picture perfect northern marshes, that's it. Yep. Off yep. the beaten path. It was nice. Oh, yeah. The boat ramp. Let's, I mean, let's talk about it. It didn't have a boat ramp, but everybody just would like push their boats off, off the trailer. Like we literally unhooked the trailer from the bus right. and wheeled it down there and then just pushed it over the edge into the water <laughs> it worked pretty easy yeah it worked a lot smoother than our first attempt at uh, yeah. not using a boat ramp <laughs> and got it in the marsh and i mean that boat is definitely got to be one of the easiest options for getting a uh, a boat in the marsh yeah like that that style so um we dumped it off and uh got going so uh, like I said, it was a beautiful marsh. I mean, we went all over it, like zero bird signs, zero feathers, zero. There just wasn't food in there. So again, this this marsh was just a a um, roost. So they're there first thing in the morning, fly out. You know, maybe if you're lucky, they come to your decoys um, before they really get out of there and go to their feeds and and then loaf and then feed and or whatever they're going to do and then come back to the roost. So I mean, we drove the whole thing. And we knocked out like two birds. We, we and they were all at the beginning, before the juicy stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was a really really cool marsh. Um, and and Elliot again would get a kick out of this. But I saw, excuse me, I saw a giant otter, which I didn't even know that the excuse me, wow, <laughs> that they were that big. So, I mean, this thing was as big as like a small dog. I, I kid you not. Um, and I got verification because I talked to a DNR officer and he's like, yeah, those, those big suckers are in there. I just couldn't believe it. I've never seen an otter that big. And we're, we're going with the mud motor down the river and this a little tiny river at this, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think like three or four boat lengths wide, yeah. uh, not lengths, but widths wide. So you can have like four boats in there, you know, wide ways. But, uh, I look down as we're just trolling through there and we were going at a, a a pretty uh, fast clip and underwater i could just see this thing swimming and i mean he passed us up and just went right under the bank i was like i was trying to tell you i couldn't see it and i was like that's an otter and i'm like no like because my brain's like that's way too big because we have otters where we're at and they're like the size of like a poodle you know <laughs> this one was like the size of like chief no it was like the size of like a little bit smaller than georgie i kid you not like bo- like body size so I don't know. That's a big Maybe otter. Maybe someone correct me if I, I'm mistaken, but um, that's how it looked under the water swimming. Um, obviously, it didn't have legs like <laughs> like a dog, but uh, yeah. So beautiful marsh out there. We scouted. We saw some coots, um, but that was it. We saw a couple ringers, and just the ringers are in the UP heavy right now. If you're a big uh, ringneck fan, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were working a big flop, flocks, and that was pretty cool. But, uh, you know, just one person shooting, a big flock would come in, and, and they cut, cut through so fast, I would just drop one. So that happened a couple times, and oh, we went out for an evening hunt, and uh, you got to crack one, too. So That felt good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cracked a, a ring neck on that. But overall, it's just slim birds, slim picking on the hunts, and, you know, we did our best. And I mean, still, I still had a, a lot of enjoyment, you know, uh, I know a lot of my buddies who wouldn't be like hardcore hunters like me would, would think of the whole hunt as a, like a failure or like not worth it. But right. still for me, it's like, man, 
it's worth it because I love getting out here. And I mean, it's opener. It's opening weekend. This is the earliest you can hunt. Um, so we had to go somewhere. You know, UP. Right. We talked about Minnesota. We tried getting license for South Dakota, but missed the draw deadline. Um, but I'm just glad to be out here doing whatever. And even though, like, I'm glad we went here. I'm glad we did. Yeah, learning a new spot's always definitely yeah. fun. Because then you know you probably don't do as good as you think you might do at these new spots so then you're like oh i can come back later i actually know what these birds are doing now i think i know which marsh will be best at for that time so then your confidence is just a little bit better yep. and then once you come back and you do well then you got an actual spot you can come <laughs> back to in the future consistently yeah yeah it's not just going blind in the dark or whatever right. or, or scouting it in the afternoon and and it's just, if you scout something in the afternoon Without hunting it, it's just not the same as seeing the birds and how they act or where they roost when you're sitting there first thing in the morning. God, those evening hunts, it's every time, right at sunset, they all start dumping back in the marsh every time. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've had some marshes where we've had some good evening shoots early on, like earlier than last light. But right now, it's crazy. It feels crazy how fast the birds got on a pattern. Yeah. Where, where they're just not in the marsh while you during hunting time. I don't know if that's just the marshes we picked or we need to get uh, because this lake that we hunted today, which I think a big key to having having birds still, is that uh, it has wild rice in it. So we're struggling to find food sources. We'd find like really small patches of smartweed, like where we hunted today. Do you see that little tiny? It was like four plants of of smartweed right behind us. Um, But like uh, all the other marshes are just like straight grass. All the way around, not a lot of extra vegetation. So there wasn't anything I recognized as the normal duck food I'm used to seeing. So that's why, you know, that's the roost and, and uh, you know, morning and evening. And then they're out. They're going to some of these fresh cut cornfields and um, finding lakes like this with the smart weed. And, you know, the three days we had with the number of birds, we just didn't get quite get on the pattern well enough. So, and I do feel like talking to a lot of the locals that this has been a very slow opener and we've oh, even yeah. seen that across michigan um with uh someone made a post on the fellowship which i don't I have no idea what would cause that i don't know if it's the the cold weather or, or uh, the lack the, the lack of the cold weather um also we just had on like thursday we had a big cold front and north wind combination which during season you guys know that's good for pushing in new birds but we're here way up uh on the top of up or the top of Michigan and UP. And I just wonder if it takes more than that to get them to go over Lake Superior down to here. But, you know, it was enough to get the ones here local moving. So I don't know. A lot of lessons learned. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, <laughs> fun times, though, too. So um, we got it. We got it dialed in better for the next time. And I always say this every time I leave a marsh or a trip like this, I always say, man, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. But it's easy right. to say that now, but then finding time and season to uh, make a, a pretty long drive, you know, but I do, I want to say it that I want to, I want to come back here because I feel defeated. I feel like uh, uh, the birds got the best of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, let's, let's uh, talk about kind of things that, that we could learn from or, or things that we think we could do better. So, um, I'll, I'll go first on on the boat. We were running around with a boat, and it was hard. The, the area here, we just couldn't 
get to there's nowhere to stand like you just right. like where you wanted to hunt you almost had to hunt out of the boat you couldn't stand in the vegetation um we had it on one day where we could but there wasn't really birds around or actually the first two days we could um but the after that everywhere else we tried we had to be like standing in the boat or we just sink um so that the boat wasn't really we brushed it in the first day and then kind of left it at that we pushed it in the vegetation but i think if i'm gonna hunt it out out of the boat I should probably just have the blind on all the time. Yeah. Build a blind. Definitely um, need a blind. Because even the birds we got shots at were like, I think that they were seeing the boat and flaring off at that 25, 30, 30 yard mark, which is still kill range. But man, you really want them in the decoys. And that's how you go from like just popping one off to, uh, to getting uh, them finishing in and having mm-hmm. a chance at, you know, shooting more than one bird at a time. So that's something. Um, we really didn't have a lot of birds to kind of test out that theory, but that, that'd be one thought. Um, and then we had just regular mojo and without an extension pool, we didn't have a floating one this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, so we couldn't get, we couldn't get a mojo in, which uh, I don't know. Some people don't think you need them. Um, but it just seemed like that'd be another variable to add some kind of, uh, recognition to our set. Especially when all our decoys are just sitting in lily pads and vegetation. It's, yeah. they're pretty difficult to pick out. Yeah. And that would be the third thing I said, I would say is our decoys. Um, a lot of times we got tucked up first. I think that we should have thrown them. Before. Yeah. We should have sat in the water, just drop the mud motor there to hold us in place and then throw them out so we could get to, uh, the decoys kind of in the open water, even if it's like puts the decoys at 30 yards away from That's where fine. we're tucked in, you know, I'd rather have them finish in 30 yards than not be able to see the decoys. Cause they're in, in so, like seaweed and, and lily pads and, and uh, other vegetation that's growing up. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I was thinking need a blind on the boat. Definitely need one for that. Uh, I'm pretty anal about hides. So, and then, yeah, but maybe bigger, just, Bigger decoy spread, more decoys just didn't really seem like they had to come to us. You know, no reason yeah. for them to come to didn't us. Didn't have interest in our sets. So, you know, I think all those three things we talked about with the set, you know, big maybe bigger spread. I'm still not a huge fan of bigger spread, but, it, it, you know, what we had didn't work. So mm-hmm. something. And we were seeing some bigger rafts when you're hunting the divers than, you know, the typical kind of mallard and puddle duck thing and, and all that. So, and. And wood ducks, it's like, man, I feel like you really do need a spinner early morning, all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, overall, I, I'm, I'm trying not to make this whole like <laughs> doom and gloom, but yeah, I mean, the first day was great. Awesome hunt. And then after that, we struggled. So, I mean, it reminds me, what it reminds me of is uh, the collective in Kansas last year where we just couldn't get on the birds the way we want to. We'd find small pockets of them here there or they would just they were just super heavy night feed like we had a hunt where me and matt went out and we tried to hunt a marsh at night and like um the number of birds we saw there pelt like it just it, it was a hundred times more than what we're seeing right now here so um and they just were all in the night pattern there's nothing to get them off except for get some fresh birds in there so i don't know i think lack of number of birds and they were just on that night pattern here too so what can you do you know, kill them next time, kill them next time. So <laughs> try to, try to, you know, dot all your I's, cross all your T's and, and, and do the best at the opportunities you get. So that's what duck hunting is all about, learning and having fun. And, and, uh, you know, I think we've accomplished both those things. I guess, you know, 
it's not what it's all about. It's also about killing ducks. So, it's all about, yeah, yeah. It's also about getting some birds on the ground. Yeah. So we knocked two of the three out. We just didn't get the bird numbers we wanted. But um, you know, I got to say thanks to you, Jack, for coming yeah, along. Great job on the me. on the camera. Um, and beyond that too, man, you were uh, you know killing it. Uh, just huge help. You know, picking up decoys, getting the boat in and out of the water. I'm just like, all man, right. if I was by myself, it would be killer. You know, even getting in and out of spots. So it's just like you know. It was awesome having you along. So. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'm ready for next weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Chasing the Opener Series number 2 will be out there again for the next opener. So we'll see. We'll see how these uh, mini-series, how you guys like them. Um, and maybe we'll do a, another mini-series for the next one. So And maybe it won't be all doom and gloom. Maybe it'll be all <laughs> piles and smiles. I don't know. So... I'm optimistic. I'm piles and smiles. <laughs> I will say that you're you are optimistic. Every time I'd ask you about, hey, what are we gonna do in this hunt, man? Uh, I think we're gonna kill. <laughs> I think I predicted eight birds this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. I mean, we were we were very very close today. I'll say to being in the right spot. So, if only yeah, we had. It's like every time you get done with a hunt, you know. That's why I made this one like a three day weekend. You always say if we had one more day. Right. If we had one more day, we'd, we'd have the pattern down. We'd know where the birds are at. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's what we thought today was the one day we needed to kind of get that last closer hunt to kind of put a chariot on the top of the trip. But that's how she goes. What are you going to do? All right. I think I'm running in circles here just talking about <laughs> the same thing. But all right, folks, thanks for tuning in for another one of these mini series on the Chasing the Opener. And uh, hope you guys are enjoying them. And we'll see you guys. On the next one, I'm Jordan, Duck and Chronicles, Jack Orlando, Cameraman Jack, and we'll see you guys on the next one.